So full transparency, you will likely hear fireworks in the background of this episode. This is totally what we do on New Year's Eve. I like to light <laughs> fireworks indoors. What can I say? Like, while we're, no, I'm kidding. So we, yeah, we have um, our neighbors have some very serious fireworks going on right now. So forgive us. They are partying it up. Quite honestly, after we're done recording this, we're going to go blow some stuff up to no, <laughs> We were invited to the party. We were actually. So, but instead, we are hanging out with our awesome audience and we are happy to talk about resolutions for businesses, not necessarily our resolutions, but maybe some low-hanging fruit for businesses so that they can make the most out of the coming year. We're going to talk about that in today's episode starting now. your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. See, now you say not necessarily ours, but I think we should be doing this stuff too. Well, we are going to do this stuff. <laughs> I'm so they're saying. still, personally, they are still my resolutions. I'm not, well. I'm not going to, well, fine, fine. But what I'm getting, because <laughs> yesterday's episode were, was talking about all of our goals, dreams, hopes, aspirations the for 2021. The things we're excited for, you know, but that's, that's kind of like the overall goal of the year, but resolutions i kind of view more as like the steps that we're going to be taking to to reach those goals the okay. things that we're going to be doing more actively so right away uh, and you were talking about this and i thought this was a really good one is getting a more consistent social media presence yes really all businesses should do this okay um, our business was built entirely off of google search traffic we still reap the benefits of that today but we have made a much bigger push towards figuring out and understanding social media for our business. And we think other businesses should too, not only because we're already experiencing some success with that, but I know numerous people personally who have their entire businesses built off of social media traffic from various platforms. You know, it was, it's funny to me because yeah, we've, we've, not really focused on that, you know, the past decade we've been working online, you know, but just within, you know, the last couple weeks here, you know, I was doing some um, Etsy shop publishing and stuff and, and promoting, and I shared just one thing to a group and made two sales. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's and it shows me the importance of being on social media is like being able to, to generate some traffic through social media to your other things. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing. Like, people, you need to go where the people are. And I've made the... Yeah. I mean, I love relating digital business to real-world business, right? So if you stand in the middle of, you know, the desert and advertise your business, then you are not going to make sales. Right. Likewise, I see a lot of new business owners get caught up in a lot of these, like, gimmicks and, like, hacky things, like traffic exchanges and banner sharing <laughs> networks, like very old school stuff from the nineties right? Um, and the early two thousands where it's like, all right, you submit your website to this thing and random people will visit it to earn credit so that they can promote their website is very really avoid weird. all of that stuff. Right. Because relating this back to what we were talking about as far as like social media, 
um, doing that is like standing in a room full of robots and saying, buy my stuff. <laughs> They're not, the robots aren't buying. They will not buy your stuff, right? And so where are people at, right? People are on search engines and search engine traffic is free, which makes it for the most part, um, which makes it super competitive. Yes. Everyone wants free search engine traffic, okay? Where are the uh, people at also? They're on the social media networks. Right. Okay? And when you are only focusing on, uh, on search engine traffic, you are ignoring, honestly, the place where most people are now. At least the people who want to just hang out and like casually be. More people are on the social media apps than they are on the search engines, right? More people probably use search engines, but more people are inside of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Actually, yeah. Pinterest, and all of them. Like they spend more time inside of those apps. Actually, it was uh, within the last couple of years, I believe, that people started spending more time inside of apps than they did on their phone's native web browsers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's huge. That means that anyone, so if you are not on Facebook, everybody, five-ish billion people or something like that, I don't remember the number, but ton of people are on there every single day inside of the app. And if they are inside of that app, they are not finding you at all. No. They, you, you are invisible to them, right? That's a terrible place to be as a business. Yeah. I, now, I couldn't agree more. Now, I know a lot of business owners are probably like, all right, well, great. So I need to be on social media more, except what do I say? I don't have anything to say on social media, especially to say it multiple times a day, which is what a lot of the social media experts tell you to do, or to say things even daily. How do I post all the time without just posting the same stuff over and over and over again? I'm glad you asked. So there's this brilliant guy, Gary Vaynerchuk. Most people know him by the name Gary V. He has a really cool phrase. It's document, don't create, right? Three words, document, comma, don't create. Okay. Okay. Don't sit there racking your brain going, well, what should I say to the internet world today, right? Like, just document, tell people what you're doing, right? And we've talked about this a little bit in the past when we've given tips for businesses to post on social media. Yeah. What you do isn't interesting to you, but it's super interesting to other people. Okay. Yeah. And my proof is the discovery channel. <laughs> okay. The how it's made. Basically every show on the discovery channel is just a behind the scenes of something that people consider super boring and monotonous, right? Yeah. Crab fishermen didn't necessarily think that their job was interesting. It's not to them other than like how dangerous Certainly it is. Certainly not going to be like Emmy award winning TV show. Exactly. And how many seasons did they have? Like, I don't know. I think I know it's like 13 at least. Micro dirty jobs. Same oh, thing. right. Gold rush, ice road truckers, people. There are multiple seasons. <laughs> we have watched it by the way of uh, people driving trucks. Yeah. Okay. These are all ordinary things. They happen every single day. Yeah, you can say that, well, ice road truckers are driving on dangerous roads. And so, fine. Yes, they, there is a little bit. But ultimately, people love the behind the scenes stuff. That's why you go on YouTube and some of the most successful YouTube stars are people who just sit in front of their camera blabbing about like what they did, what they ate, what they bought, you know, mm -hmm. family, you know, following families around. Kids are like addicted to watching other kids playing on playgrounds and stuff, right? Yep. Like people just love this, like vicariously living through other people and experience. So 
yeah, you might be um, a restauranteur. People, you may not think that being in the kitchen of the restaurant is interesting. Well, guess what? A bunch of your customers would love to see the behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, and that's all you have to do is just get in there and just talk about what you're doing, right? If you're making some type of special thing, you know, some type of special dish, or you're, you know, you're a woodworker who's turning a bowl on your lathe, people would absolutely sit there and watch you do it live. Right. And it might totally weird you out, but that is <laughs> completely the truth. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, you told me something really weird. Um, it was months, maybe even over a year ago, Uh-oh. where you told me um, that people used to, um, they would live stream themselves falling asleep. And they like people like would just tune in to like hang out with the person as they're like talking and then just like dozing off or whatever. Yeah, actually, I think even um, Shia LaBeouf was so weird. Um, <laughs> you know, even he did something like that where you know, like he just kept alive on himself for like twenty four hours or something until he like fell asleep. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and maybe I'm wrong or, or something, but yeah, no, I. Definitely remember telling you those stories, like people just watching other people fall asleep. And I'm like, that's really creepy. Yeah. Not, not joining that party. No, no. But <laughs> what I'm getting at is like, I, I don't know if it's just there's a vacuum for content or something, but people would watch you do what you do. Yeah. So moving on. The point of that was still just being more regular on social media. You really should be on social media doing something communicating with people, interacting, posting cool behind the scenes stuff just to like keep people interested in what you do. Which kind of leads into the next thing we were talking about, which is networking, right? Yes. Our next New Year's resolution for business owners is network. Awesome part of this is that you can do it in the same inside of the same app that you're planning on doing your social media marketing. I don't believe you. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I'm trying to get better at, and I'm like, you got this new Clubhouse app coming out. I'm trying really hard not to get shiny object syndrome. I want to focus on Facebook. That is what I'm doing. And I would urge any business owner before you try and be present on every platform, just get good at being on one platform. Yes. You know, but what's really cool about networking is instead of just hanging out inside of your house, like let's picture your Facebook page or your Twitter account or your Instagram, like where your posting is just your house, right? Okay. Just like hanging out. I like my house. Yeah. You're letting, <laughs> you're letting people come over, you talk to them, entertain them, right? Well, when you first start out, no one's going to be coming to your house. Yeah. Right? So you need to go to other people's houses. That's networking, right? Networking is just reaching out to other people of shared interests and just camaraderizing, like figuring out, hey, what do you like? What do I like? Let's be best friends forever. This is great, right? Yeah. You know, and, and you can do that on social media. That's another one of the wonderful, amazing things about it, right? Facebook, you've got groups, right? And and, and I, I like Facebook a lot. Twitter, I'm not super into Twitter. Firstly, I'm not saying there aren't good people on Twitter. Obviously, it's they've got a ton of people on there. There's good people on there, but Twitter's often very like high drama. People trying to be snarky and win the you know the Twitter replies with being snarky. And I just I don't know. I can't yeah. get down with it. And they, um, as far as I've experienced, other than hashtags, they don't have a really good grouping mechanism for people of shared interests. Hmm. And like people, they've tried these things called Twitter chats 
which basically just is like you go, hey, I'm going to start a Twitter chat on this hashtag and, you know, be there on Monday at 4 p.m. And we're going to talk about this. And then people like monitor that hashtag and like try to jump in and have conversation. There's supposed to be etiquette. And it doesn't, doesn't sound well put together. It isn't well put together. And every time I have tried to find, like there used to be websites dedicated to following Twitter chats and all of them are dead. All of the Twitter chat hashtags are like abandoned. I'm guessing it just didn't gain enough ground. And I'm not surprised because it's not well organized. What Facebook's got going on is amazing because they've got groups and groups are fantastic. So get into Facebook groups, find your, you know, your tribe, if you will, find the people that are interested in what you're doing. And one common mistake that business owners make when they are um, doing anything with social media is they don't use, they use professional terms, right? They don't use the words that their customers are using. They're using the words that their peers are using. And a great example of this is like, if you're a photographer, you're not necessarily trying to network with other photographers, right? Like, uh -huh. I mean, you can, and, but when you're using words like aperture and exposure and things like that, words that are specific to photography, that isn't the language that your customers are necessarily using, right? So when you're on social media, you need to use the words that your customers are using. Don't use your, you know, fancy lingo because when people are searching in Twitter for like photographers, they're not going to be looking for like long exposure photographer experts, right? Like they're, no. they're, they are looking for like very basic terms, family photography, things like that. So when you are, um, you know, I, I forget who it was, but they wrote a, a fantastic article exactly about this. And there was a guy, I think he might've been a videographer, ironically, maybe that's what got the photography thing stuck in my head, but no, he was a knife maker. It was a knife maker that was posting on social media and he was getting no traction at all. Okay. Okay. And he would, he would get some, he would get some people liking it, but ultimately all he was getting was other knife makers that were liking his stuff. And he's like, I realized it's because I was using all of these terms that only other knife makers know. And he's like, so my customers who want to buy my fancy custom knives and stuff, aren't really down with the lingo of like, you know, the forging and the, you know, full tang versus half tang versus rat tail tang and all these other things, right? All these terms that he knows yep, over my head. Exactly. And all of these other knife makers know, but guess what? Knife makers aren't, uh, if you're, <laughs> they're you're not gonna, other you're knife makers aren't going to buy your knives and they're not out to promote you either. They don't no. want to be liking your stuff and making you popular. Your competition doesn't want to help you. So when you are on social media, don't go to, don't go looking for your peers, go looking for your customers, right? So when you're joining groups, right? If you are, um, let's say you are a restauranteur, I'll just stick with that. Don't join a group for um, like commercial kitchen equipment because you're just gonna have a bunch of other restaurant owners in there, right? Yeah, makes sense. Okay, you need to know what are who are my typical customers, right? Are they empty nesters, right? Are, are you kind of a fancy restaurant that appeals to people that don't have young kids? Then find some groups that are going to have people that are like empty nesters, maybe maybe like new newly retired new retiree groups or something like that, uh -huh. right? Um, find groups that are going to have your customers in it because it's very easy to start networking with people and then find out, oh, 
I've just made, I've made a lot of friends, but they're basically, it's a bunch of competitors that are your friends. They're not going to help you. They're not going to be promoting your posts. They're not going to share your posts to their Facebook pages or anything like that right. because they're your competitors. Yeah. So find your customers in groups, figure out, you know, who it is, um, what they do and don't necessarily even go for the obvious ones. Right. So an example that I saw of this was, um, you know, let's say your customer, is uh, a well, you know, wealthy, you know, people. Let's just, just leave very, people. very, gen- like very general, right? <laughs> just wealthy people, right? You aren't going to find a, necessarily a lot of groups. Like some people are like join Rolex groups, join, and the person, you know, I, th- I thought this was really funny. The person um, said, "Hey, how do I find wealthy clients?" And someone's like, uh, Follow Lamborghini page, follow Rolex page, join Rolex groups, and join Lamborghini groups. And then someone came back and responded like, "That's not what wealthy people do on Facebook, right? Like maybe a few, right? but your average wealthy person isn't hanging out in the Lamborghini group talking about Lamborghinis necessarily." And they said, "That's where you're going to find all the, the wannabes. Yeah. You're going to find all the wannabes, right? The people like, oh, like I wish I had a Lamborghini, right?" And so they said look at what you know golfing right find find hobby yes find what wealthy people do as a hobby yeah (laughs) things that they enjoy and go to those groups right holistic health is another one that attracts generally higher net worth people right and so you you go you just got to think cleverly about this right so use use social media strategically very important just do that (laughs) do that network um, also have quantifiable goals, I think is a, another really important thing for businesses. And what I mean by quantifiable is that you can assign a number to stuff, not just like do better this year, right? Like if you're a coach or a consultant and I, you know, let's say you have high net worth individuals and you charge a lot of money, right? $25,000 a year or whatever or month, whatever your coaching fees are. Well, you know, I would like to add another 10 clients this year, Right. Like things that you can easily measure and go and say, I did that or I did not do that. Or I'm on course to do that right. or I'm off course. Right? Of course. If you're halfway through the year and you don't have five clients, well, you got some ground to make up. You yeah. know. So those are the types of things that you want to look at are quantifiable goals. And you want to stretch a little bit, but you also don't want to set goals that are so horrendous that it's just like, wow, I really, really regret doing this business. Right. right. Like I you need 2,000 more clients. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know, so those are things that you need to look out for is finding that balance, setting goals and set, you know, try to set some short term goals, maybe, um, you know, maybe look at them quarterly or, or, you know, twice a year or whatever, but set quantifiable goals and make sure whatever it is that your productivity setup is right. Maybe you're using a planner or something like that. Make sure that your planner is helping you keep reminded of the goals that you set, right? It doesn't make any sense to set goals at the beginning of the year and then never look at them again until you get to the end of the year. Because right. if you're not tracking what you are, where you're going, like if you're not watching it and, you know, comparing your yourself against it, then at the end of the year, you're going to be like, wow, I didn't hit any of my goals. And it's like, yeah, because you, you, you set goals in the sense that you said something or you wrote something down somewhere, but setting goals, you know, if, if my goal is to, you know, go to Canada or whatever, I should probably start driving north, right? <laughs> like, you, think? you know, I'm in Florida, right? So for anyone who isn't like, well, not if you live in the North Pole. I'm a nice road trucker. Yeah. So, 
you know, if, if your goal is to go somewhere, right, your goal is a destination, then you should make sure that your journey is matching the where your destination is. You know, it's funny because I actually just recently saw a headline that was saying that one of the, um, the sharks on Shark Tank, he actually plans a year in advance. You plans know, what? Just his, all his, of his business. Stuff? Yeah. All of, like all the things that he's planning on reaching and, and accomplishing and the progress he's making. And yeah, he can structure his goals probably so easily because he plans so far in advance. That, that's it. You need to be able to find a goal and work towards it. And if you aren't going to track the progress towards it, there's really no point to saying if you're just... If your business is all improvisation and where you end up is where you end up, then I mean, like, cool, but good luck trying to, like, control control your business or where you're going. Right. You know, so um, I feel like those are some solid, you know, uh, what do we call them, resolutions. I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily resolutions, but they're definitely things to strive for in your business. And um, definitely get on social media, people. It's been around for, like, ever you could even set some goals on social media. You could. You could set some goals. Some posting, attainable, posting goals, quantifiable goals. Yes. Reach as many people as possible tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.